Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 bet on Super Bowl 57. And when that bad boy hits, you get $200 in free bets instantly with code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am your host, Patrick Lyons. And joining me today, a very apt timing, very, very apt, because we've got World Baseball Classic rosters that are out. And if we're talking about an international tournament, we have to have this man on here, Mitchell Carroll. Mitch from DNVR Rapids. What's going on, buddy? Let's go. I'm here. I'm psyched. Thank you for having me on. Perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect. Glad to have you on. Perfect timing. We'll we'll get the World Baseball Classic news that dropped with rosters, uh, which is exciting. Kind of get your take on that as a tournament. Is it better than the World Cup? And hopefully... (sighs) By the sound of the tone of my voice, it's pretty <laughs> obvious I'm kidding. Um, but still, what, what what can MLB do to maybe yeah. get on that stage? Or how many decades or centuries might it take uh, yes. for, for that something like that to, to happen? Uh, well, we'll catch up with Susie here. Let's see how well she does with our uh, artifact or artifiction with some, some fun Hall of Fame items and a new wrinkle to that game, as well as talk about some Super Bowl and baseball snacks and some some of the craziness going on with with certain New York owners, James Dolan, oh. Stephen A. Cohen. Uh, but World Baseball Classic rosters were revealed. You're coming off a World Cup here. I am. Mitch, uh, do, do you still have that international play vibe in your blood where you're a little bit excited for the World Baseball Classic, maybe even more than normal? More than normal is safe to say for sure. Yes, yeah. definitely more excited than normal. When do you when when the Rockies players are announced? Does that kind of help give you a little bit more ownership rather than, well, I'm just rooting for Team USA. I still want to see some guys. I'm from other countries do fairly well, as long as it's not against, you know, Team USA. But does that kind of allow you to invest more in the tournament? Because there are are multiple guys uh, from the Rockies that will be participating. Sure, yeah. I think, you know, obviously, like, coming off a World Cup, like, U.S. was a... I wouldn't, you know, they weren't a favorite by any stretch. They're sure. probably better than normal, but I'm definitely used to participating and then bowing out quickly. So you find <laughs> players from clubs that you follow or, you know, young guys you like in other countries. Um, and so you kind of, you know, you pick and choose players here and there. I don't, you know, obviously I, I will pull for the U.S. over right. any, any of the other teams. But the fun thing about baseball and, and and probably my favorite part of baseball is just watching these individual matchups whether it's pitcher you know pitcher hitter doesn't matter what game it is i'll find something i'm interested in in watching yeah there's always those those fun wrinkles and those matchups they don't typically see obviously otani versus trout is the one 
everyone can't wait to I see. I want. I'm so ready for that. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> you know, her, uh, there's there's no uh, offensive players right now other than Elias Diaz. So maybe you say Herman Marquez against Elias Diaz, who's representing Team Colombia mm-hmm. uh, as one of those Rockies matchups. But that's uh, that's fun. There were there were six players that were named from the Rockies in total. Uh, most of them we already knew. Herman Marquez with Venezuela. Jake, uh, excuse me, Daniel Bard with Team USA, Jake Bird with Team Israel, Justin Lawrence with Panama, and Elias Diaz kind of wasn't selected by Venezuela, so he's going to play for Team Colombia. And then uh, somewhat of a surprise, Alan Trejo will be uh, do a little infield play for Team Mexico. Let's go. Which is awesome to see. And then conversely, the other surprise, Kyle Freeland not selected for Team USA after obviously a lot of buzz. He threw his hat into the ring. Team USA said, sure, we'd love to have you on our player pool. And then they go and select the rosters, and they choose six starters. One of them was not Kyle Freeland. It's a farce. Yeah, his his agent kind of spoke out a little bit on on Twitter, uh, or someone from his agency, just kind of saying like the process is is difficult because you know the players invest so much in in being a part of these teams, and then to not get selected, you know that that hurts. Uh, that definitely hurts. So that was disappointing for him. Kind of disappointing for Jonathan Daza, who's another player that uh, we've been speculating. He might slip in with Ronald Acuna Jr. bowing out. Ronald Acuna Jr. bowed back in. Uh, don't know <laughs> that that's a phrase. He rebowed. I'm rebowed. Not sure. He curtsied back onto the roster. And uh, so he's on it. Jonathan Daza, not on the roster. It was reported by MLB Network that that was the case, but uh, they did make an error. So Daza and Freeland can still be added. You know this better than anyone, um, Mitch. For anyone who's saying, okay, this is the roster, it will never change. There's a long time between now and when the tournament starts in March 8th. Those rosters can still change if someone gets banged up. I mean, especially with, you know, preseason games, camp coming up. Yeah. You know, someone could, you know, knock on, you know, knock on wood, whatever. But injuries can happen quickly. Uh, You know, someone might get a bigger opportunity with their club and decide, you know, maybe I don't need to go to this international tournament and be the 20-something guy on the roster. True. Um, That being said, you know, especially for... Well, you know, I don't want to speak for them, but it does feel like some of these younger guys on rosters that may not be contenders are probably jumping at the idea to go to a tournament like this. So, yeah, yeah hopefully that does come through for those guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, I think that's a good point. And uh, and there is a there, you know, there are rules in the the World Baseball Classic um, governing the tournament that after uh, so many games or after a certain round, you can you can like basically almost turn over your roster if you needed to. So. Um, there's some hope that that Freeland can uh, can get himself out there. So that would be nice. Hensley Mullins, uh, some coaches are actually going to be participating in this. Uh, the Rockies' new uh, hitting coach, Hensley Mullins, uh, he will be managing uh, Team Netherlands. Chris Denorfia, who's the manager at AA Hartford, I think he even played for Team Italy back in the day. That's awesome. Uh, one of the early ones. He'll now be coaching, which is uh, a neat little wrinkle. And then uh, a minor leaguer, Michael Peterson, in the Rockies organization. Uh, is going to be playing for Great Britain. Great Britain Whoa, actually qualified. Can you believe that? Great Britain. Wow. I'm surprised he doesn't have a cricket bat in his hand. Well, that's the thing is that Great Britain is allowed to use cricket bats in this tournament. Wow. And no, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> you beat me to you beat me to the joke. I was like, sorry, Damn. sorry, sorry. No, no. You know your stuff. You it wasn't your, in the outline. No, you you were, you were in the stuff. Like I like that. Uh, that that's right on there. Some former Rockies uh, are going to be on various rosters. Venezuela, Jolie's Chassin, who, my guy. He's not even with a, a team right now. That's my guy, as far as I know. So he's just Love free him. agent. Pitching, uh, that'll be cool seeing him and Marquez oh, doing yeah. that together again. Uh, USA, 
Nolan Arenado, Adam Ooh, Adovino. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, and no Trevor Story, as we know, who got hurt. Does they get a boo or a yay? Well, neutral. Neutral, Fine. okay. Because yeah. if you say boo, we're like, are you booing for the, the, the injury or are you cheering for the injury? I, 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 I'm uh, a story okay. agnostic, I'll say. Story, that just kind yeah. of naturally happened. Yeah, and they, they naturally fine. parted away. That's yeah. okay. Dominican Republic, you got Carlos Estevez, uh, and a guy who played all throughout the minors with the Rockies, Joel Piamps. In the Netherlands, Jair Jurgens, Two appearances with the Rockies back in 2014. Yeah. He's a Rocky. Best, best name in baseball. One of the best names in baseball, too. Jair Jurgens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great name. Fantastic to say. His story was that I think in his uh, second start, uh, it was at Coors Field. He had these like crazy heart palpitations and had to go to the hospital and was like, yeah, I can't really pitch at altitude. Like this, this was it. Shut it down. I'm done. And that, that was, that was the end of his Rockies career, uh, uh, for Team Italy, Ryan Castellani, and in Canada, John Axford, a guy who was uh, closer for a while. The Axe man, dude. Yeah. Love me some Axford. It's pretty neat. It, you know, the World Cup, it just seems like it's been the world's game for a while. Mm -hmm. what, what's interesting is, you know, really before the 94 World Cup in the U.S., I don't know how much, you know, in America, Americans cared for the World Cup. Obviously, with um, the NASL, you know, growing uh, and, and taking place in the 1970s. Yep. There was a lot more awareness, and, you know, you had guys like Pele and I Johan mean, you had, Cruyff. Yeah, the biggest names in you the You had world. the biggest <laughs> names, but was that enough to kind of move the needle? I think 94, it, it moved it in a major way. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, what do, you, do you have any ideas as to what it, it could possibly take for the World Baseball Classic maybe to, to become more of a, of a world's game in, in general? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, you point to tournaments coming up like Copa America, Gold Cup, um, you know, obviously Euros is is second only to the sure. World Cup in terms of, of eyes on a soccer tournament. So, you know, I think building up the tournaments before, you know, and qualifying before the World Cup, making that a spectacle, finding ways to really sell that, because um, that's where it starts, right? Like, you, you see a guy right. break out at Euros, um, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The kid for, for Portugal. Uh, you know, they had a midfielder breakout when they won. Sure. You know, then he signs with Bayern Munich, and then he's on their World Cup roster. And all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, you've invested some sure. some time watching these guys play. So, um, you know, we're here. It's pretty much, you know, unless you're waking up crazy early or staying up late to watch, you know, Korean baseball or some or Japanese baseball, something like that. Right. You know, it's tough to invest in guys that you don't see for 162 games here, and sort of increase the intrigue on a global scale. Yeah, I think MLB is doing a good job, or MLB Network is doing an okay job of, of trying to get those international names, as you said, kind of increasing that in, in, uh, in the investment in the international play. Like, you know, Japan has Roki Sasaki, a, a guy who, you know, threw, threw perfect game last year, like just, just a phenomenal young pitcher. And it's like a lot of those guys you know are going to, you know, come over here. You know, I, yeah. think, I think Daisuke Matsuzaka in the first World Baseball Classic, he got the he got you recorded the final out, and so he was still this unknown before he had really come over uh, to the Red Sox, I believe. So you know, it, it's definitely an opportunity to to highlight some of these young players. There's some top 100 prospects playing for these teams sure. um, that will pop out, and and again, you go back and look, and you know, when on the MLB Network was talking yesterday about you know, the net team from the Netherlands, and you say, oh, here's Xander Bogarts. He was still a prospect. He hadn't even debuted for the Red Sox uh, playing in his first World Baseball Classic. And then you kind of see his career go forward. So it's like this is kind of the this fertile ground for figuring out who some of the next international sure. stars are going to be. And it's really a great tournament for that. And I think I think a lot of Americans have bought into it. 
but it it's still so brand new and we lost the momentum of the last one in 2017 obviously because of the pandemic so uh, it's just something that's gonna it's gonna take a couple decades I think yeah um, for to to maybe it's not gonna be the World Cup mm-hmm. but it will feel like that maybe yeah a it'll bit definitely more. feel bigger and I think you know and to speak on like the young guys you know it's kind of why you know you see guys like uh, Kyler Murray instead of signing MLB contract and working right. his way up through system after si- you know level right. after level just to get his shot at the pros you know and I think you do kind of you know and and I think that is one of the bigger struggles on a sport level is you kind of have this delay from hype to spotlight, right? And and so that is probably the most exciting thing about the World Baseball Classic besides the whole country versus country and, and, you know, American pride and all that stuff. Um, You know, it's exciting to see these guys who may be going to Birmingham afterwards or going to, you know, Bismarck, North Dakota to play for the Larks (laughs) or whatever, you know, and and so (laughs) it's fun to see. It's fun to see those guys get a shot because, you know, I mean, it's it's not like they're playing 40 games, right? They're going to get hot for a week and all of a sudden you get really hyped on a guy who you might see in a, a season or two. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. Trying to trying to take some of these guys from from hype to highlights a lot sooner than normal, because, you know, with 162 game season and, and 30 teams like it's a lot of games at the big league level that. Are worth something that means something. So you're watching those, but there are there are young guys, you know, applying their craft, you mm-hmm. know, all around the U.S. and 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 Canada a little bit. Even even in Mexico, they they have uh, essentially like a a triple A. And so highlighting those those players more and highlighting those games are super important. You've got obviously um, the futures game during the All Star break. Love that. And I think and I think the World Baseball Classic is another kind of one yeah. of those points. It's a shame it's, that it's only every four years yeah. you have something like that, but if you can kind of highlight that and, and maybe get more eyes on, on the qualifiers, um, which is really important. And again, as you said, with the Euro um, in relation to the World Cup, you know, the, the Euro is, is actually a better soccer tournament yes. because it's only the European teams. Yes. You, you don't have to say, ah, we, we have to have some teams from this continent <laughs> yeah. over here. We'll leave those continents out. But it's actually sure. a better tournament more fun than watching right, that way. Right. It's more balanced than the actual World Cup. And it's also, you know, it's every four years, but it comes in between the World Cups. If you could have some of those qualifiers and get some of those young international players that are still prospects, yeah. that, that could get them from hype to highlight a lot quicker. Well, also, and this is something, you know, we, me and uh, Andre Simone, of course, uh, general manager of DNBR, he was joined us for all the World Cup stuff. And we really were talking about this a lot is it's so interesting because you're so limited just by your population pool, right? Like you look back yeah. at this World Cup and you have Morocco making this run because they have some of the best attackers in the world. And that doesn't really track, you know, just like logically speaking, if you're just thinking of the sport at large, or you have a country like the US that, you know, we have 350 million people, you can't find a striker, right? So then when you get into international tournaments, even outside of that, whether it's basketball, baseball, like the World Baseball Classic, it's like, man, we don't have a shortstop for this team like a top you know we don't have a right. we don't have a, a a lefty reliever to eat up three innings when we need them and it's just like you i love finding those little problems on these international teams and how should they try and solve them and work around them and 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 some of those problems that you have uh, on the world cup level in international soccer i feel like you have those in the world baseball classic too because as we said Jilly's chassine he's like essentially retired but he's got some veteran status and it's Let's like go. all right you're 37 years old Come on, dude! Like you're better than some up, dude. Than, than than anybody else that's out there. So like, why not bring those guys back and yeah. say, hey, you know what? I might not have a ton to offer. I might not be in my prime, but I'm I'm a better option and and I'm a leader. And and it's just 
it's I'm really excited for it this year, and, and I think it's uh, it continues to grow as a tournament. And I think there's just more and more eyes on it, and, and more and more people are covering it. More and more people are, it's are taking it sure. seriously yeah. because because now we're in the we're in the the fifth one of, of this, and it's like okay, MLB is not going to back down from this. This isn't any kind of experiment. They're they're fully committed to it, and so are the players. So it's it's really excited and. Um, you know, we're we're super committed here, uh, having a good time at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York. Let's go. Especially if you've gone to any of the watch parties. I know you're there, Mitch, doing giving out extra raffle tickets to all the diehards. Yep. Uh, you you love when you can say, hey, you're a diehard, you get 20% off on this gear that you're buying uh, at dnvrlocker.com or in person. You also get 20% off uh, all the tailgates as well as the watch parties uh, and 15% off your entire tab when you're down here at the DNVR bar. So uh, definitely tap into deal. that. It's a deal. It's a great deal. What are your favorite channels in the diehards only Discord? Because we have so many of them besides just the major sports that we cover. There's also those kind of fun and playful channels that people like to hang out in. Do you have a favorite? I have to. I have an admission now that you brought this. Now you put me on the spot. Oh, here we go. I've never been in a Discord channel in my life. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think I get scared off by the Discord channels on the side of all the illegal streams I watch for NBA games that just go insane, and I'm like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's my boomer take, and I should jump in, but <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. It's like, scary, yeah. I, I, have no, I, I have no idea what Discord is. Yeah. I was like, what are you What are you kids in your snappy chats and your Twitters? <laughs> like, what are you doing now? Kids? Like, I had to... I, had I didn't to, realize everybody was using it. I was a guest on the C38 pod and they record it through Discord and I had to have them like literally walk what? me step by step to set up my Discord profile. So uh, I I am making this season. It is my goal to jump in there more often and this year. Uh, there we go. And just be a little more, you know, tech savvy. Not even tech. That's just like normal. That's just like a thing people do. Just get into it. Text savvy is text really what savvy. it is. Oh my god, that's um, perfect. This is yeah. coming from like two like media <laughs> like ed like students wow. that are currently in school yeah. that have no idea what Discord. Well, I didn't know are. anything about you could like record a pod. I don't know anything about that, but yeah. I, I I just go into to to hang out. Obviously, go in the Rockies chat. We're talking about you know other teams. Just besides yeah. the Rockies, kind of baseball, and pro wrestling large. is a, is a fun one. Now going to music because people make some good recommendations. The wrestling, I I'm wrestling curious right now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> for the first time since I was like you know ten or something like it, that. It always comes back. Um, uh-huh. and so I was talking to some some kids in my sport management program, and I'm in at Metro, and they work at Ball, and they're going to the upcoming wrestling event. There like, we go. Oh man, I should maybe try wrestling again. So it's the discord fun. might be a nice, a nice little dip in my toes in. It is. Adventure. Yeah. It, 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 it'll be good. You, all you gotta do is ask a question yeah. and then 45 experts <laughs> will be talking at the same time. I almost You're, just slide and said the wrestling one was my favorite just to avoid this submission. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you should you know. I appreciate uh, your honesty for that. Though. That that's great. Uh, and we appreciate Breck Brew too, because they've got the ultimate game day giveaway right now. Breckenridge Brewery and uh, us here at DNVR, we're teaming up to give some lucky DNVR fans the ultimate game day experience for both Avs and for Nuggets. We're talking VIP seats, uh, Lexus Club access, parking, Ooh. DNVR merch for the Avs giveaway March 9th against the Kings. That's a Thursday night. Fantastic. You can still go all out, drag yourself through work on Friday, or call out. Why not? Call Have out, a good time. Do it. Yeah, I will. Because, Life's well, short. Y- you've got it because <laughs> you're gonna get two tickets in section 102, row five. Like those are great seats. It includes access to Lexus Club parking pass, which again 
for a boomer who doesn't know how to use yeah, Discord. That's, <laughs> that's what's up, right? Loving the parking pass. Of course, it's some DNVR gear. Uh, and then for the Nuggets giveaway, boom, March 30th against the Pelicans. Courtside row two. Fantastic. Those are some amazing seats. Also access to the Lexus Club. The parking pass. Not Moment. better. Not better than row two. No. That's that's hard. I've never sat that close. I've had, uh, hmm. I think when I was a kid at McNichols, my dad through work got us like glass seats for a hockey game. But I was very, very young. And obviously I said McNichols and not Pepsi or ball, right? So but basketball, I've never sat even close to the court. I think how, I've the closest I've been is like fifteen rows or something. How close did you get to Antonio McDice? I well, I I probably nosebleeds, honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did he, he he didn't play at the McNichols Arena? Well, I, that was a hockey game. That was game. still his That's era, That's a hockey right? game I was, I was... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But man, I do miss that era. But that's a whole other podcast. That, that, was, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is go over to the dnvr.com slash Breck Sweeps, like sweepstakes, because it's the ultimate game day giveaway sweepstakes. All you got to do is complete a form to enter. It's that easy. Must be 21 or older. Links in the show description. description. Winners will be selected one week before the game. Jive Hive, that's the spot. I know that's one that that you're hyped for. And you don't, oh, you don't yeah. do this ad read on the Rapids, right? No, we don't. Nope. You're a little, you're a little envious, aren't you? I can tell. That's awesome. That's like the most fun ad read you can have besides like, I don't know, Manscaped or something because you can just mess around <laughs> with it. You can make jokes. You can, and, you, and you love the product. Like you love, love that they're, they're making it super easy, keeping the cost low because it's not a brick and mortar no. uh, where they've got that overhead. So the prices are you just can't beat. And also, you don't even have to walk in to a Jive Hive because they deliver it. They make it super easy. Just think it's like you know Uber Eats, but for marijuana. It's it's pretty great. Uh, they keep the cost really low. Uh, if you've got one, if you've got a, a job sensitive type gig, you know you need your privacy and security. Boom, you can avoid your coworkers thanks to Jive Hive, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. You don't have to worry about driving through bad weather and snow. Uh, if you're already partying, partying uh, you know to order from them yeah, at dude. Jive Hive. You don't have to leave the house. Keep it going. Keep it going. Avoid your coworkers. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Avoid them at all costs, especially when it comes to your recreational uses. Uh, just visit JiveHive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. And look, they're serving uh, all the areas uh, in and around this, uh, the Denver metro area. Monument, Falcon, Peyton, Fountain, Woodland Park, Security, Widefield, Aurora, Greenwood Village. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Jive Hive. Well, now is a great time to nice bring back to our favorite nice Hall job. of Fame game, Artifact or Artifiction. Oh, I actually am really excited we get to do this again. You liked it last time. You did really I well. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Except I've changed some things a little bit. Why? Because Why would you mess with perfection? <laughs> it, was, it was great, but it wasn't perfect. And so now maybe we'll see if we can make it more perfect earth. The so, Virgo moon. No, Virgo rising in here, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to, to, you'll see a graphic and I'll tell you the item. Okay. That is going to Hall of Fame. But you got to tell me what makes this item special. And because it's baseball, you get three strikes. So let me guess, and I'll see if I can kind of lead okay. you down the road. So the first one we'll see okay. is uh, Mr. Clayton Kershaw. Now, a ball that he threw this year mm-hmm. went to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. You got to figure out why. Oh, my God. What did Clayton Kershaw do this year? So you'd, you'd ask like yes or no questions, and we get three strikes. He didn't throw a no-hitter, did he? Okay, so... Was there a single-game milestone? There was not a single-game milestone, no. There was no single-game milestone. Hmm. 
did the ball he threw that Ezekiel Tovar hit his first home run go to the Baseball Hall of Fame? No. But I like that. I wish that was right. No, I, I'm assuming Tovar has that actually. I we would hope know. that he has that. Yeah. Actually, didn't I guess maybe nobody asked him that when you were you were there, if they were able to secure it. Maybe they hadn't gotten the ball just yet. In LA, um, you were there for that. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. You, I don't remember. Did you catch it? I thought you caught it. I didn't catch you it. You dropped it with my mouth like a golden retriever. All right. So it wasn't a <laughs> wasn't a uh, a single game event, and it wasn't a single season event. Did he have a personal milestone? He had an organizational milestone. This would be your last strike. So it was something having to do with his career and the Dodgers. Is she supposed to guess all three of these things that are? No, she has three three guesses. Gotcha, gotcha. As to what it is. Oh. So we're narrowing it down. It has to be something that involves his career and the Dodgers. Um, was it? Could it have been the ball? Was it? Could it? Shut it. It could have been maybe the ball from him becoming the longest tenured pitcher. Ooh, no, no very ten- close. Ah, you, had the, you had the right idea. And okay. I think as we do these, you'll, you'll, you'll get better. Okay. So that was his 2,699th career strikeout on April 30th. Oh. Set a new strikeout record for Dodgers pitchers passing Hall of Famer Don Sutton. Got it. Okay. Okay. You got it. Okay. okay. I was like in the, I was in the ballpark. I wasn't on the field. You were. All right, next one, we got Mr. Hunter Green from the Cincinnati Reds. Mm -hmm. A ball that he threw went to the Hall of Fame. Another ball. The Ball of Fame. The Ball of Fame. Okay. Did he have a single game milestone? He did do something very special on May 18th against the Pirates. This one's going to be tricky to get, but I think if you're close enough to it, I'll give it to you. Mm. He did do something. He did something. Yes, he was a part of something as well. Was it a combined no-hitter? It was a combined no-hitter. Correct. So I'm giving hate, you that one. I hate combined no-hitters. But this was a this was a very strange one because uh the pirate uh, the Reds did not win. They lost one nothing. Right. You remember that? Yes. So uh Hunter Green was pitched the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Someone ended up coming in. But you you got that one on too. All right. There you go. Look at me go. Very nice. All right. <laughs> Uh, Dylan Carlson, member of the St. Louis Cardinals, a bat that he used. In fact, this exact bat, you will appreciate this because Allie and I went through copious amounts of photographs <laughs> to make sure we had the exact bat that he hit a, uh, that he used. I'll leave it at that. Hmm. He used it. He used it. <laughs> and uh, did he hit a personal milestone that day? No, not a milestone for him. No. Was it a team milestone? The team did do something, so I won't. You do not get a strike on that one. The team did something. Hmm. What did the Cardinals do consecutively in one inning? And Carlson was—he put the icing on the cake. Was it a certain number of home runs in a row? Yes. Do I have to know the number? How many? Was it four? It was four. <laughs> got it. Oh, they got two in a row there. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh, I'm so smart and talented. You had back-to-back <laughs> Nolans, Arenado and Gorman, and then Juan Yepes and Dylan Carlson came up. Four home runs consecutively. That didn't That's happen against wild. the Rockies, did it? Surprisingly, no. Because it feels like something that would have happened. Surprisingly, no. All right. <laughs> the next one. A game-used ball 
from the Mariners versus Guardians game on August 22nd. August 22nd. Well, this is Toronto, actually. Okay. I don't know if we, ha- if we have a, a T-Mobile one. We might not have one. That's okay. So this one's hard. This one, this one could be the, a little bit repeat. of challenging. <laughs> We've got a game use ball from Mariners Guardians game on August 22nd. 27th. Mariners Guardians. This one, this one's a trick question here. It's I, a I, trick question. This item probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, to be honest. <laughs> Did someone debut that day? No, no one debuted. But speaking of debuts, it was something that happened first. Not a first, but happened first, like before the game. Was the game in Cleveland or in Seattle? It was in Seattle. It's in Seattle. Good question. Darn. It's in Seattle. I only have one more question. Something before the game. You've only got one strike so far, so you... Okay. Um, before the game? Yes. What happens before the game? What happens before a game, typically? Besides dogs being run out in the field, little league first teams. First pitch? Yes. Is it from a first pitch? It's from a first pitch. Who threw that first pitch at the Mariners Guardians game? Was it Ichiro? It was Ichiro oh, okay. Suzuki. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't know why a baseball from the game, which was also the one where like he was inducted in the Mariners Hall of Fame. See, teams have Hall of Fames. That's Imagine. kind of a strange item though, right? Like I mean, it's kind of random, but like a guy like Ichiro. Anything I guess associated with him. Yeah, he's such a special dude. So Sure. Yeah. It, it, it what I saw from the Hall of Fame, it wasn't even that. All right, this uh, next one does not have a graphic for it, but it's a cap worn by a player in Australia. A cap worn by a player in Australia? Yes. Very veiled, very mysterious. A player. Hmm. Hmm. A current player? They are still playing, yes. I don't know where they are at in their career. Is it a... Female player. It was indeed a female player. 17-year-old Genevieve Beacom. Do you remember that? I Last remember year? this, yeah. January 7th, she made her Australian Baseball League debut with the Melbourne Aces becoming the first woman to play in that league. I love she's that. A, she's a badass. That belongs in the Hall of Fame. 100%. That absolutely, absolutely belongs. I love, and a cap, too, not a ball. It's like, that's her cap. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's perfect. I love that one. Good for her. Uh, last but not least, okay. it has nothing to do with Ricky Henderson, but I needed something with a base and something that, you know, had a connotation of a stolen base. Okay. So we've, we've, <laughs> we've got our Ricky Henderson here. <laughs> now, um, a base went to the Hall of Fame this year, and it has nothing to do with Ricky Henderson. You got to tell me. A base why. went to the Hall of Fame. It could, a base. It, was it any base? Because the bases are getting bigger next year? That makes a lot of sense, but no. Okay. I'm not going to charge you with a strike on that one. I <laughs> okay, think that okay. one's good. What base? Hmm. Well, if we think about Ricky Henderson, why was he holding up a base? Did, did we get what did he get a single? You don't hold up a base if you get a single or double no. or triple. I don't remember why he did that. Okay. Um what is Ricky Henderson known for? Being Very, wild. He was a wild guy, stolen bases. So he stole so bases. So it was it was like about uh, so okay, okay. So he stole I base. have no recollection of this. <laughs> Well, it was, to be fair, it was a very long time ago. What year is this? Uh, I don't know the exact year. I want to say maybe it was 92. Yeah, that was like before I really remembered things. It was. Now, this is difficult. Somebody um, stole 30 bases. It was was his 30th stolen base Mm -hmm. to go along with a 20 homer, 
30 double and 30 stolen base season. And it was their first big league season. So Susie, who stole that base? And there's two names that come to mind. And I think I know the one you're going to guess. And if you do, you will be wrong. So don't guess that name. Okay. Guess a different name. Who had, it was their rookie season. It was their rookie season. They might be uh, shifting over to shortstop now after a certain trade to the Boston Red Sox. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right? That's, that's what I said. Hold it's not on, your first on, guess. It's not your first guess. They have an awesome Garbage Pail Kid card of a bubble. Oh, my gosh. Popping on their face. This is driving me nuts. They had a dad who played in the big leagues as well. Oh, is it Vlad? It's it's Bo? It, no. It's Biggio. It was Bobby. Bobby what, uh, Bobby Witt. Bobby, Bobby Witt? Witt? Bobby Witt was the guy. Different <laughs> Bo. He goes by Bobby, doesn't he? Does anybody call him Bobby? This, for some reason, this game has been like really stressful for me. <laughs> and I don't know why. Flashback to, oh my God, great. I'm so excited to be playing this game. And now, just clutching your heart like poor <laughs> Ralph Wiggum. This, uh, <laughs> this segment has really brought me through it. It has. <laughs> But do you have a problem with these items? The base from Bobby Witt, like, all right. I mean, again, I think they're hoping that bigger things are to come for Bobby Witt. I think that must be the case. They must be really expecting very big things. Yeah, I and think, that's fair. That's fair. And I think a lot of these, you know, they'll they'll probably be. There's usually an exhibit of like, hey, here's baseball last year because that's mm -hmm. the most recent season. So they'll put those things on display. The items I think that would get like the most, uh, well, not airtime, but get the most foot traffic that they would leave out would be the cap worn by Genevieve Beacom. Yeah. You're like, that is like, that's historic. That's actually forever history. That's forever. Not just like history of one year of baseball. Oh, the Pirates, uh, the Reds lost a game to the Pirates while throwing a no-hitter? Eh, that's happened before. The Reds lost a game? That's happened a lot. <laughs> yeah, like that's... <laughs> that's, that's not a, an accomplishment for the, them. The Ichiro baseball is kind of suspect. Kind of random. But I get it. And two years, 2025. First ballot? Is he 100%? That's the question. Is he the next 100%? I think he Vote. is. I think he is. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah. We have to wait two years for that. All right. Start the countdown. No, I got a better idea. Okay. Why don't we kick it to this ad read? I haven't heard of the American Raptors. They are Rugby Town USA's newest and greatest and best. Those two things mean the same thing. Did you know that? Greatest and best mean the same in many ways. In many ways. Yeah. They could be synonyms of each other, sure. dare I say. And we're thinking about great and best. We're, we're talking, of course, about the American Raptors. Uh, these are athletes who've competed at the highest level of their respective sports. I mean, in just about everything, um, including baseball, football, soccer, you name it. Uh, they're fantastic. The best thing about hitting up American Raptors game, it's free. Seriously, right in our own backyard. Rugby Town, USA, right in Glendale at Infinity Park. It's amazing. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for the upcoming season or stream their games from the website. Even better, our guy Colton Strickler has got it all covered with the weekly DNVR Rugby Podcast. You can learn a lot more about rugby with Colton's 101 Rugby Podcasts, exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches. It's rugging awesome. Seriously. All that and more at AmericanRaptors.com and the big game is Sunday, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. It's got all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers, as you know, just sign up using code DNVR. You place a $5 bet, and when it wins, boom, $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new customers uh, and, and regular customers as well. You can get on the excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. 
this thing is the one to really take advantage of because we're talking from 4 to 7 p.m. here in the mountain time zone. Prop bets are going to be boosted. So all of those fun different things, length of the national anthem, uh, the the number of the first player to score a touchdown. Will there be an octopus, right? A guy who scores a touchdown and then a two-point conversion. Will we have scoregami? These are all things that you can get in on and it definitely makes things a lot a lot of fun. Are you, are you familiar with scoregami? It's my <laughs> like favorite thing about football is scoregami. <laughs> is it the only thing you like about Football? No, 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 no. But I just love weird stuff like that. I love following those fu- those yeah. weird Twitter accounts that like, yes, just now I just know what score. Now I can be like, oh, we've never had that score before. Baseball is perfectly weird in that way. And I love that the other sports in the last decade or so have like adopted all that. Like basketball is a big one with their metrics and like figuring out all the stuff of like, you know, wins above replacement, like their version of it. Oh, yeah. And you can look and go, uh, Jokic, Michael Jordan, um, let's let's have a little conversation there. Oh, yeah. Uh, championships aside. But again, you can only do that when you're bringing that kind of baseball mentality over to the football side. But if you just want to do the football stuff, you got to do it with DraftKings Sportsbook and use code DNVR, new customers. You can bet $5 on any Super Bowl 57 bet, and you get $200 in free bets instantly when that bad boy wins. And that's only with code DNVR and only with DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Can I ask you a question about some World Baseball Classic odds? Question away. Okay, so like I love future bets. I love finding, like working my way from the worst odds, stopping when I think that these guys have a chance. Yes. Right? That almost one, I had uh, Croatia two World Cups ago. Wow. At like 200 to one, they made the final. I was freaking out. Sure. Didn't have cash outs then. It was not the same as you have now. <laughs> uh, but... You know, almost cashed in big. So if you're looking at these odds, Venezuela plus 1,400, is that about as high as you would go? Is there maybe Cuba, Mexico a little higher? That's probably about about as high would would, would be Venezuela. Uh, we, we were That's talking fifth, during that segment. Yeah. Venezuela is that like kind of fun team where you're like, all right, you're rooting for Team USA. Uh, it's different because in soccer... You're rooting for Team USA, but you know they're only going to be able to go so far, so you have your backup team. In the World Baseball Classic, I mean, USA, they're the reigning champs. Let's go. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be in it, keep it interesting. But in a short tournament like this, you could have one of those smaller nations you know, get the job done. It's like like being like a wildcard team. There's some teams, they really have no chance whatsoever. Like Great Britain, you know, they're... They Plus might score, 20,000. They might score three <laughs> runs, maybe, like in their in their games. Um, but no, I think Venezuela is a team that, again, if enough things end up going right uh, and they've got enough bats, if, if the pitching can get the job done, that's a fun, you know, long odds of of where they could go. I, I don't think I would I would pick anybody longer than Venezuela at at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, uh, Logan asks in in our chat about uh, the Team USA hat that they uh, they wear for the World Baseball Classic. It's good. There's yeah. a lot of other ones that are. That are that are better. I mean, we're hat guys. That are cool. We are very much hat guys. I gotta say, that's pretty low on the hat rankings. I, I you looked it up dur- during that last segment. What were your thoughts on the new C for China's logo? I mean, that might be it's one of good. the best baseball hats I've ever seen. It's pretty sharp looking. It's clean, simple, very clearly represents the team that is wearing it. it does let's just let the guys at Clean Cream design the U.S. hat. Like, why not? I'm down. I'm yeah. down for that. I think I think that will happen eventually, where we'll we'll get to these kind of you know rebrands. But 
so many things go on behind the scenes and it just, it takes so much work to get this stuff done. And again, partially because of the pandemic, partially because, you know, this is once every four years, it's probably a, a lot of work that maybe falls on deaf ears and uh, the ball gets dropped. So, you know, it's not uh, not a rebrand that they can just do kind of, you know, very quickly and, yeah, and, and overnight. Do? What are you going to do? Um, if you're James Dolan, one thing that you <laughs> might do, talk about some New York uh, owners. Uh, I don't know if you read this story, but he's got facial recognition technology for people when they come into Madison Square Garden. And uh, there's a couple of lawsuits going on right now. That's insane. And, uh, and he's trying to block those people from getting into the building at MSG. I... Well, one, that sucks because MSG is like the coolest experience. It's the spot, yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough to go right before the pandemic in December of 2019, catch the Nuggets. Oh, nice. Um, and, you know, you get in, it's like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. You know, you see like some cool stands. They had like the Momofuku chicken sandwich stand and nice. stuff like that. And you're like, oh, this is pretty cool, but it's a stadium. And then you walk in and you're like, oh, I get it. It's one of the few uh, arenas, uh, if you will, again, in indoor type arena. Where, where it has that cachet. Oh, man. There's, there's not too many places like that where it has that history. I mean, even the Boston Garden is, it's the new Boston Garden, right? They, yeah. Unless they move the ghosts down the street. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's really not the same. So uh, it's fantastic. I don't know if you know this, but the Knicks, the nickname is, sh is short for Knickerbockers. Mm -hmm. And that's actually taken from uh, the first ever organized baseball team. I did in, not know in, that in until I history. read your show notes, actually. Yes. Yeah. Alexander Cartwright, 1845. Um, uh, he helped founded that first ever baseball game, Hoboken, New Jersey, in 1846. He retired to Hawaii and actually took the ball from that first game. So the first, so the only baseball, I believe there's only one, from that first ever game of baseball, official professional game in Hoboken, I imagine still resides in Hawaii. Whoa. How wild is that to think is about? It, yeah. I mean, especially because what? It was... Over a hundred years before Hawaii was a state, or about a hundred years, the, the Kingdom of Hawaii. The Kingdom of Hawaii. That's as. cool. Is it on? Do you, is it on display somewhere? I, I don't know if it's on display. Maybe maybe the Hall of Fame does have it, but oh, there was a period of time. That's awesome. In which that's where uh, that's where it was located. But yeah, man, legend retiring to Hawaii in the 1800s. He was way ahead of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alexander Cartwright. Yeah, he, I mean he's he's he did more I think for really getting baseball going than uh, Abner Doubleday. Even though we say uh, Double Doubleday founded baseball. He's from Cooperstown. That's why the Cooperstown, uh, that's why the Baseball Hall of Fame is, is there. But really, Alexander Cartwright had a lot more to do with that. Um, going back to the facial recognition, here were the comments from, from James Dolan. He said, quote, facial recognition is just a technology. When I walked into the studio, did you recognize my face? Facial recognition. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. <laughs> that's so that, whack. That's a very uh, elementary way of, of kind of boiling that down. Adam, have, had you heard this story about the facial recognition uh, at MSG that James Dolan is trying to keep people out. <laughs> yes. That's such, Enemies a, be that's such like a twisting your mustache billionaire move. Like <laughs> that, that definitely could be um, the, the DNVR weekly sports podcast um, topic of like, okay, for each of your beats, who would your owner want to keep out of the building <laughs> using facial recognition technology? That would be the perfect one. That's fun for that. That I would love be that. Um, Stephen That's A. Insane. Yeah, Stephen A. Cohen doing things on the on the good side. I mean, shaking shaking up the industry in baseball. I love spending it. Spending a, a lot of money. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on a guy who's just like kind of you know screw it? I'll pay all the tax in the world. I will spend twice as much as the second largest spending team 
How do you feel about that? We were a near 20 years season ticket holder at Coors Field. The thought that there are owners that are like, yeah, take use this money and 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 spend it is on something that's not real estate development is mind blowing. And honestly, my biggest take recently with owners, and I imagine we would get some spending, is I think it's time the Cronkies just went and bought the Rockies. Whoa. I know. And it's a controversial take, and I've brought it up on on some things before, but they're about to win a Premier League, and then they might win an NBA title with the Nuggets. They have a World Cup recently. They have a Super Bowl recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just won a Stanley Cup. Like, like, go, go spend money on the Rockies. It it helps that the Nuggets and Avs are able to join forces. Obviously, they they share an arena. But if you throw the Rockies into that, and Rapids are there too. Mm-hmm. You know they're, they're they do have a championship as well. Yeah. Yes, they they have a champ. Yes, yeah. uh, winning championships uh, does have some some value. But spending, I mean, it's just in terms of spending, it's like this is a not a salary cap sport. So the only reason you're not going to spend money, like, what is the point of owning a team in a non salary cap sport? If you're not going to just dump money into it, right? Yeah. You have fans coming all the time to Coors Field. Somehow their attendance numbers have stayed so great for so long. Mm-hmm. And you have this owner that's just like, not, no, you know, I'm not going to spend that money on these guys. I'll, I'll build another, you know, tower next door. I'll do, you know, I'll build a bar in the party deck. And all those things are fun. It makes the Coors Field experience fun for the people that go. But I'd much rather have Cohen being like, here's $600 million for the roster. Like, go for it. Sure. That's awesome. Like, like let's do that. And what's, what's interesting, too, about what Stephen A. Cohen is doing with the Mets is he's spending the, this money on players, yes, because he wants to win, but also because there's no other way for his team to do that right now. I don't think going forward we see him continuing this type of behavior. Sure. Like, every single offseason and, and so on and so forth. He wants to build this infrastructure so that they can be more like the Dodgers where – even though you look and, and there's all of these players that the Dodgers lost in this last offseason, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, like the, the list goes on and on. Trey Turner, um, Max Scherzer, the previous offseason, just so many guys. And yet, even if you don't know who's coming up next in the pipeline, you, you know they're going to be fine because right. it's the Dodgers and they've created that infrastructure. Or you and just trade Stephen those Cohen, guys at the top of the... Or you can trade them, which right? is, we talked about that yesterday with Kenneth Weber and the Padres, that, yeah, their prospects haven't really like panned out. And you're like, oh, man, they were one of the best farm systems. And how have those guys played in their career? It doesn't matter. They're with other organizations. Yeah. What did they net their big league club? They, totally. they brought back some really good players. Yeah. Um, and so I think you know the Rockies need to make those good investments if it's not necessarily going to be in free agency, then it needs to be in analytics and, and building up that department uh, and, and drafting and developing and scouting and all those things. So if you do that little thing well, then it's okay if you don't go out and spend on, on major free agents. But uh, you know, to, to, to be somewhat okay with having a, a 500 record at best goes to your point. That's not trying we to doing? win a championship. Why? Like, yeah. and, and, you know, I... I will I will admit fully my LA bias. I, I there's not one LA team I would really ever care to support. Um, maybe the Angels out of spite for the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, but man, they do it right, right? Like if they have a surefire prospect, there's no such thing. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes, okay, there is some such thing, right? Like obviously there are some you, where you know this guy's going to come in and be amazing. But why not trade a top twenty prospect for a guy that's going to hit three hundred and be a Gold Glove and yeah, like it's insane 
that I feel like really the Dodgers are the team that does that the most and they've done it for years. Yeah. And that that's not a pattern really widespread across the league in terms of just, okay, cool. We got this another top group of prospects. All right, we're going to go get an MVP candidate. Cool. Yeah. And just turn it over. And, you know, I, I like what Cohen's doing mostly because you get all this money in, you get all these top guys in. All right, that's your baseline. They have long contracts. They're here. Now we can either bring up top prospects or use those top prospects in a season or two and flip them yep. for more contributors. And But you have to have that baseline of talent on the field to start with. And that's going to take a huge influx of cash. And obviously we're not going to see it here anytime soon, but good for them. Yeah. Like I have, I love it. I think the more money poured into the on-field product, the better. And Cohen is also investing in the team in regards to the Super Bowl. Let's so this go. was something that came out last week. And then fittingly, again, kind of kind of just a perfect confluence of events. You being here to talk about international baseball and the commercial finally coming out for the Mets yesterday, so we can talk about it. Sure. Um, they Mets are Mets have a Super Bowl commercial. Like that's Good it. For them. So MLB might not be selling their product uh, essentially, but uh, the New York Mets are doing that and they're gonna have an ad on Sunday. For their team. It's a good, it's a fun one. You know, the, all the it's players, expensive. all the superstars picking <laughs> up the phone, you know, doing customer service, doing all those kind of things. So uh, I, I think that's uh, that's entertaining. That's Love good. It. And, uh, and, it, and it elevates their brand, I think, in a big way. It's so smart. I, He's like Cohen, you know, I'm sure there are Mets fans that would disagree, but I think what he's doing is just so good for this. Like, I, I think it's only a positive in terms of baseball. Like, spend the money. Put your brand out there. That's the whole point. That that is yeah. the entire point. You don't get into ownership of a sports franchise in any league to save money. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's I bought not, the team, so I don't have to buy tickets to get in. So it's free for me to get in. Like, now. That's not <laughs> the point of this. Like, dump money and do a Super Bowl ad. Get your brand on a level with the Yankees or the Red sure. Sox or whoever. You know, it's like. I just, I love it. Give me yeah. more Cohen. More Cohen all the time. So I'm, I'm somewhat surprised that since the, the pandemic and, and they had a neutral site postseason in MLB and, and you know, the World Series was uh, down in, uh, in, in Texas there at Globe Life Field in, in 2020, that MLB didn't really explore this idea of having like a neutral site World Series. And I bring that up because, again, we've got the Super Bowl. Kansas City's not home. Philadelphia is not home. I love it's it. in a neutral site. Yeah, I love and it, it. And it's two weeks of building up, right? And, and the the entire sporting world, not even the football world, sporting world entertainment, like goes down there to experience that, to celebrate those guys, and to uh, to sell the sport as a whole. And it's something that I, I thought MLB would really look into more. And I know it's a little bit harder because it's a series of games uh, when speaking about the World Series, but. But it sounds like this is something that you would be in, in favor of, oh some my kind God. of neutral site World Series, as, as unorthodox as it is. I feel like it's worth talking about. I mean, I was at those postseason games in 07, and I mean, October in Colorado could be 60s, could be perfect weather, could be terrible, could be freezing. You know, October in Boston is probably not the most comfortable weather, <laughs> no. you know, like just rotate it. Miami, Arizona, L.A., wherever texas roll it through atlanta like have it be nice have it be an event have the convention center thing where fans can can you know have like or like you know fans able to watch a practice day or, yeah. you know or like you know whatever it is meet alumni of teams you know have a batting cage for people like just all that stuff because 
that is so fun. And that makes it such a part of the experience. Like when the, the NBA All-Star game was here, 2005, I want to say. Mm -hmm. 2005. Like we went to the fan experience. I went three straight days to that. It was day. awesome. Yeah. It was so fun. Um, and turning it into an event, you not only get the travel of the fans and, and that experience, you have all the media pouring in. Like, we, you know, down at Radio Row, you have three All-City Networks doing shows yeah. from Radio Row, you know, and then you get all their their sub content from, you know, going hanging out at Illegal Pete's with the fans or going to do this. You know, and it's like more of that. Give me more of that. The more yeah. travel, the bigger the spectacle, the better. Yeah. And, and I think the flip side of that argument is like, well, hey, I mean, I, I've been going to these games, you know, 81 home games. I sure. went to the postseasons. I want to see that. If if you're a Rockies fan in the 30 years that you've been going to them, this would only apply to you once, once ever. Correct. And yes, that would be a bummer. That would be a disappointment. Yeah. But also, how many folks that actually went to those games would have in those 30 years gone down to Miami or Houston, right? They've got a dome. Uh, go to any of those locations and said, oh, yeah, I was there for World Series week. You you might have just as many kind of be able to take in a World Series. Maybe not the Rockies World Series exactly, but still, um, I, I think it's something kind of, you know, worth exploring. And, and I, I, again, I understand the the difficulties with that and, and the disappointment and not being able to go if your team is sure. in it. Um but it's something that I think could elevate the sport yes, as that's the, a whole. That's the key. It's a sacrifice. You'd be sacrificing something as a fan. Rockies fans, again, would have made a sacrifice once in 30 years. Well, I mean, what does it so, do for the championship series? It makes that that much bigger sure. to, have, to have the top seed. Now it's like, okay, we get two rounds at home. That ticket's going to be harder to get. It's going to be rowdier. It's going to be louder. Um, and, then, and then you get the spectacle of, of traveling off, sending off the team, waiting at the airport for them to fly back. Is the uh, Tonight Show going to be down there for the World I love Series? love that. And now you've got all the players on the dais talking with them. Again, it's selling fun. your product. And so Sell it's better for the sport economically, but it's also just better for just getting eyes on that product, 100%. maybe a little bit more so. Again, it's totally different because we're talking a best of seven series versus one game, but it's it's still an, an interesting thing. And um, I imagine, Mitch, you, you probably have started to get emails from random people that you don't know and they're like hey uh my guest wrote a book on uh, uh kiteboarding and you're like all right i i mean i do a baseball podcast so uh or like oh you invented a new kind of boogie board that sounds fun i don't know what i can do with that yeah and so i got something that was like all about snacks and i'm like all right super bowl snacks oh let's go what what do you have a, of a go-to thing that like almost has to be whether it's super bowl or just a sporting event where you're like well this is a basic thing that is is needed at this non-marquee event, non like party game. Wings, it's always get wings. That's my favorite wing place closed in Arvada or in uh, Wheat Ridge. R.I.P. Jimmy's RIP. Wings, um, <laughs> but uh, wings are perfect for the Super Bowl. I make a jalapeno popper dip every year. Ooh, and it is dip. so good. That's I'm I'm intrigued by that every year. I make it every year. I'm intrigued by that. So. First and foremost, I was, um, maybe I wasn't surprised or I didn't give it much thought. I'll ask you, uh, Mitch, do more people watch the Super Bowl at a viewing party in order to socialize or to actually watch the game? Oh, man, that's tough. This Super Bowl? The obvious one should be, the obvious one is, well, you're there to watch the game. It depends on the Super Bowl. It seems it like It depends on the obvious. party. It depends. I think there's factors to this. Um, like, I went to school in California. Um 
And so there was a big party for Niners Ravens. Um, the Harbaugh Bowl. The Harbaugh Bowl. <laughs> and obviously, that party, we are locked into the game, right? Yeah. Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Back at Denver. That party locked into the game. This one, sense. I don't really have any love for either team. Sorry, Susie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I'll probably be having fun with the party. The game will be secondary to the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rihanna halftime show, I probably care more about that than either of the teams participating. Yeah, believe, believe it or not, more people <laughs> are, are there to, to socialize. Yeah, and it's so, fun. And the food is the best part. We had a contest. Actually, that, so that Niner, the Harbaugh Bowl, we actually had a contest. Because it was the biggest Super Bowl party I've ever been. I think there was 40 or 50 people at this one. And it was a, we, you know, everyone voted and there were prizes and all this stuff for the food. Um, how did, how did your popper dip do? Did did you win? That did was come with the that victory? was pre popper dip actually. Um, <laughs> pre popper dip. Pre popper. Uh, there's pre popper and post popper in my party life. Um, wings are wings are the most popular snack. It's the folks. best snack. Chips and dip are next. There you go. Dip. Shout out. Tacos is third, which I was surprised by. I love that. I, I don't know if I've been to one with tacos. Adam Maris, who was who was recently in studio here, uh, had us over for a playoffs watch party last Ooh. year or play in watch party last year and there's this taco spot up north where he lives that um sells you like a pizza box full of tacos oh i love that and it was awesome i've never seen that in my life apparently apparently the younger folks 18 to 29 actually prefer tacos as their biggest snack so over wings the younger generation taco vibe more than a wing vibe i get it surprise less messy potentially i, I actually support it but yeah. it's still like just weird. It just, is weird. It's just wings. Is, yeah. You have to have the wings. I agree. Wings First all and foremost. Yep. Hundred percent. That's strange. Uh, what's What's not strange is is Twitter, where you can communicate with us. Mitch, what's your handle out there? At Mitch underscore underscore Carol. Oh, it's it's a double. I, I had double I under. Had to. Yeah. I was not aware of that. I didn't want to go initials. I wanted my name in there, and that was without. I think numbers if you go or... one uh, underscore, it'll still like pop up. Like, hey, do you mean this person? Sure. But. I didn't want to add numbers That's or it. initials. I wanted. I like to just, it. Going classic. You know, yeah. Uh, at DNVR yeah. underscore Rockies is uh, is our big handle for all things baseball. Rockies World Baseball Classic. You name it. Uh, at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. This has been wonderful, Mitch. Appreciate you coming on, dude. Thank you so much. This You're was fun. Perfect fit of of all of our topics here. Today. Snacks, international tournaments. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. Snack I, correspondent. I love that. You've given us a lot of momentum going into the weekend, <laughs> and the Super Bowl, and Monday's show next week. But uh, unfortunately, we, as it being a baseball podcast, you know what they say about momentum? It's only as good as your next show. So we'll see you on Monday at 11 a.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube. 